Welcome back, commies, to the College Comrades Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are on episode 25 total, or if it's if we're going by season, we're on season 2, episode 10. Nine. Be. Nine? Nine, because 10 is a guest. That's yeah. next week. We'll get yeah. back to that. Anyways. 25 episodes. That's crazy. Right. What is that? Half a half a year? Almost half a year. No I mean, way. we took a break. Wait. Remember, we took that month yeah, break, Yeah, and too. we did take a break. Dang. That's well, crazy. Every good boy band takes a break before they get back together for the hit single. Am I right? That's what we'll end up doing is we'll like... Just transition from a podcast to a band. No, I he was... means we're going to be 85 <laughs> and like barely walking. And then we're going to record one more episode and drop oh, it out. I was going to say that one, but I like I like the boy band thing. I think we could pull it off. <laughs> oh, the question... Man. We'd have to figure out what our colors are though. What would you guys choose? Black. Black? I'm choosing gold, man. I think I'm sparkly gold. Boy band He's actually in thongs. White always works for that. Oh, yeah, white you're right. You're for right. boy band, yeah. That's not very uh, politically correct of you, Andre. I'm saying clothing wise. <laughs> Anyways, well, yeah, but you said white is the best. So we do white for boys. thongs. Clothing, clothing wise. Well, but anyways, we can move on from <laughs> from this idea. Not wanting to. <laughs> Talk about it, either politically charged climate side here. So, it has been a week since I saw you both. Has anything new happened? I don't think so. I mean, I've just been going to school. Um, I realized in the past few days that my schooling this semester is going to be brutal. Um, I told you guys about that, like, 100 level class, and it's... You're with the freshmen? It's going to be a nightmare. I have really cool people in my group. I have one of um, Andre's. When Andre was still going to WCU, um, Andre had made some friends, and I he introduced me to one of them, whom I am in a class with, and he's in my group. Um, he's a fresh... I think he's sophomore standing now, actually. Regardless, he's, he's super cool. Um, but, man, I... It's going to be a really hard class to, like, be in, for sure, because... There's just so much stuff that I have to do that's just, like, busy work, so. Hmm. Sad. Yep. So, I mean, nothing really new in the school environment. What about you, Kai? Um, could I ask Andre and then get back to you? Sure. All right. <laughs> Andre, what are you up to? Uh, I finally got my ass back in the gym. Okay. There you go. It's been a little bit, but back in there, going, like, every other day. All right. That and... And might I say, it shows. I mean, it's only been a week, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I got a few openings that might be available to get into a job. Okay. I'm not going to say unless it's, you know, happens, but I have opportunities. Are they places that you want to be at or like... Yeah. It's kind of just where you have to go. One of them was, you know, someplace I would definitely see myself at working at not mm. like somewhere like oh i need something so i have to do it but one is like i could see myself in the future doing so cool dude are any of them coffee bars no okay good <laughs> okay. not not that that's a bad career path i'm just saying you of all people should not think that's a bad <laughs> career path <laughs> i just i don't i don't see andre working at like a black rock you know, I'm like, it seems plan to be the it. place that everybody goes to. I know? didn't plan on it. I'll tell you guys after. But well, I mean, right. Andre is stylish enough to work at a Black Rock. I feel like that's almost a requirement. Yeah, but 
I don't know if he's he's like outgoing enough to work mm. at a BlackRock. There's a to be part of that like subculture because you gotta to work... be like happy and excited to meet everyone who comes <laughs> to order coffee. Yeah, I had to work retail, so I know. I you know, there's the work voice that you put on. But even then, when you were Absolutely. working at Champs, was it Lids? Lids, you knew that like that space. Yeah. You know sports. You know sports very well. Typically, were the ones who are my same environment, yeah. except the people who come in one day to. Buy stuff for their their family. That's the mm. only time they ever come in, and then they expect. They're like, "Can know, I get Kobe prices? Bryant's um, <laughs> golf jersey from when he was on the the Miami Dolphins?" And you're like, "Get out of the store." You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Kai, what have you been up to? Circling back to you. Um, I don't know. I put more thought into it, and there really hasn't been much happening. Um, I bought. A few new games on my VR. I gotta tell you, they were super fun. Bought one where it's self-described as a samurai, um, samurai cyber ninja. It, it's a really weird game, but basically, you have you have guns in your pocket, you have samurai swords on your shoulders, and you can reach and you just do a lot of combat, jumping around, sliding around, slicing up peeps. Nice Deadpool. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's. <laughs> Yeah, actually. Wow. But it, you're a woman. Is the only difference. Yeah. Yeah. Have you showed up to that uh, economics class yet? Um, not since that first day. <laughs> yeah. But actually, there's only been one class... Uh, oh, wait. Two classes, I guess, since then. No, one class since then. How has your grade been reflected in your... He hasn't... to non... He hasn't released any grades okay. because all of the assignments are due the last day. Oh, that's right. Realistically, I, forgot about I that. wouldn't recommend that route, but <laughs> you can do that if you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's I've already I took a a macro and microeconomics class already, mm-hmm. so taking it again is just I don't know. It's boring to be in there and listen to, to him say things that I already understand, and not being able to do work or leave. It's just I don't know. Not something I'm a huge fan of. Have you um, have you done all of the assignments yet? I haven't done any of the assignments yet. Because, you know, if they're done at the end of the semester, then it makes sense to just do them so then you don't have to do it You just chill for the later. rest of the semester. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a good idea. Because then when you know you're taking your psych final, you don't have other shit to worry about. Right. You can just focus on that. Which I took psych because I thought it would be a really entertaining class, and mm-hmm. it's so not... Yeah, it, I mean it'll We're get studying dead people and and ideas they brought to psychology. Yeah, it'll get sort of. juicier as you go on, but yeah. I mean in a quarter system, it's it's so hard because you're only there for you know eight to ten weeks, yeah. and that's all the content you get, and so it's like a brush over you. But at the same time, it's like I'm like I have like I take I'm taking four calculus classes in one year. That's that's pretty significant, right. though. That's crazy. Yeah, and and I, I wouldn't be able to do that at a semester place. I don't think. Yeah, um, me not being in one or having ever been. In yeah, one. you really That's can. My opinion. You can do take two per year. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I so if I don't know if this is a week late by the time that this comes out. Um, there has been a large number of albums that have dropped. Pretty significant albums. Yeah. 
Um, we're talking Eminem. Just draw. Eminem always surprises with albums. So we have a new doesn't Eminem really album. Release date just happens. <laughs> what? Normally it just happens. He doesn't really give a release date. Yeah. Um, so we have a new Eminem album. Uh, we have a new Mac Miller album. Uh, Dreamville dropped a deluxe version of an album that they have previously released. Um, and then, you know, Halsey dropped an album, and Selena Gomez has recently dropped her album. With all those people to say, I want to circle back to Mac Miller. I want to know what your guys' thoughts are on um, an artist goes through some sort of um, abuse, uh, struggle with um, drug abuse or some sort of um, psychological thing. Um, those aren't the right terms that I'm looking for, but you guys get where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then they end up dying. And once they are dead, we see um, an emergence of music that they have previously made or they kept in private files Mm -hmm. or they kept in voice recorded notes on on their phone. Or even um, this, this is a hypothetical conspiracy of my own. Eminem did a song with Juice World, um, and Juice World has passed, um, and Eminem released that song on his new album, um, and Lil Wayne did the same thing with X. Yeah. What do you guys think? Should ra- uh, music artists be exploited like this? Once they die, their music come. They come out with more music, and. Their deaths are. I think fantasized. Um, if it was like a feature, and it's already complete, then might as well. Uh-huh. But I'm saying, <clears throat> if you know you do albums, full albums of their unfinished music, it's just gonna kind of tarnish their name. And it was kind of like that for X, because I mean they had what two or three uh, post death albums, and I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. Because the music was really unfinished, and it just didn't really sound good. So it doesn't really make... I don't think they should do that. But if it's like a feature that, like I said, is complete, then just go for it. If you have permission from... You know, I would look for permission from the family and producer and stuff. Cool. Um, I want to I wanna keep going with that subject before we go to Kai and Kai's thoughts. <clears throat> What if I? What if you and I make a song together? And this often happens in the music industry, and artists don't talk about it enough. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You and I make a song, and then five years down the road, um, I, I die, and then you release a song. Is that still okay? Even though you said, I don't think I can release it five years ago, and I don't want to, because artists will often do a song with someone and then deem it not worthy to be put out. Yeah. And then once and then they die, die. Yep. <laughs> then it's deemed worthy to put out. Is that uh, still okay? Not really. Because what if Eminem had done that? You should have the permission from them prior. But I'm ta- when I'm saying like that is like with within months, not like years prior. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. like if you had a song working on it for the last like two months or something, three months, and then they you know suddenly pass, then. I think it's okay if it's finished. Because, like, right now, if I'm an artist in the music industry, 
I am, and this is going to sound terrible, but it's a very smart business move. Well, I mean, you have a high-quality mic. I think it'll sound okay. I uh. would <laughs> go out to all the rappers that I know that are on drugs and are addicted to drugs, make songs with them, and then once they die, I would release a song that I did with them and make a huge profit. <laughs> is that okay to be doing? Kai, I want to hear your thoughts on the subject. That is such a unique business idea. Because it's happened multiple times in the last few months. I mean, like Andre was saying, like X came out with how many how many new albums after he died? How many new songs after he it's died? Three three new albums. Yes. Yeah, and those were lengthy albums. Mm-hmm. And most you could tell most of the songs they were short and you know unfinished. Yeah. So. Well. Hmm. Uh, I think that uh, their songs should absolutely be exploited after they die. Because it's, it, I think, you know, especially because they have written consent or like written contracts with the people who... With record labels, re- yeah. Re- thank you, record labels. That I, I mean, without a doubt, they they have every right to and every reason to produce songs after that person's dead. Yeah. And in that way, like Eminem just came out with a song with Juice... Juice World. Juice World. (laughs) I feel like an idiot when I say their names wrong or incorrectly. Uh, But anyways, with Juice World, and uh, in that way, even though he's dead and has been for, you know, a bit of time now, he can be um, even further isolated into the the history records of a rapper. Mm -hmm. Because had he not released that song, I never would have heard of Juice World in this current conversation. Right. As I'm sure many of the our listeners currently have. Now let me spin to you another scenario. What if uh, one day you and me die, no, mm-hmm. and then Andre goes through all of the the blooper reels that we've saved. Right. And is able to splice together our words and make another episode. I think that would be so cool. And see, I really want that to happen. I really like the positive that you... the. Because I'm very indifferent to this because, I mean, they sign the contract, they sign their life away, and uh, it's to know that, like, if Andre splices that episode correctly <laughs> and we and it's, like, of us talking about how we made it through the stresses in our life and how we, like, came out the dirt and, mm-hmm. you know, started at the bottom and made it to the top, like, that represents us well. And that's something that our audience would want to hear after we're dead. So there's pros and cons to both sides. Andre, what do you think before we move to your question? Any other thoughts? I mean, the main thing for me is just kind of like let him rest, let mm-hmm. him chill. I mean, he he doesn't really have a say in it if they're dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, no, I do want to almost retcon something I didn't actually say. But I don't think that in this scenario where you expressed he was explicitly told, no, I don't want this song released. I think that's messed up. Yeah, probably. I mean, I didn't say anything like that, but... You didn't? Noah said something like that. I don't think that there was a time when an artist said, no, don't specifically, like, release that. But I mean, if... And it's been said before that producers will go through their... The phone of the deceased person and look through their notes. Because... 
or not the voice recordings because mm-hmm. artists will often do that. You know, we'll be driving in the car and try and spit some bars, li- lyrically feel stuff out, and sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And producers will go through their phone after they're dead. And it happened a lot on X's album, which is why some of the stuff was so short is because it's literally, you know, 16 lines or something. and mm-hmm. Which go by in a few get. seconds for, for certain rappers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting concept to think about. Andre, what's your question for this week? I'm excited. (laughs) So my question is, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, Bombshell of a question. I'm going to go first (laughs) because I know that if I think about it too long, my answer will be super long. (laughs) Um, I was watching, I was listening to some sort of interview a long time ago and... Um, Will Smith had said to his kids, I think they were going, they were going on some crazy adventure. Um, and one of his kids didn't want to do, uh, whatever they were going to do. I think it was like deep sea diving with sharks or something crazy. One of his kids didn't want to do it. And they had convinced his kids, he had convinced his kids to come and do it. Um, and after their, the cameras are around and stuff, and they're all talking, and they're doing this, like, debrief. And Will Smith had said, like, what did you think of that experience? And his kids were like, yeah, it was so great. Like, I'm glad that you convinced us into doing it. And he had said, um, I want to make sure that I get this quote right. He had said, uh, fear keeps you from seeing beauty in life. If his kids had stayed and not gone on that experience, then they wouldn't have been able to go and see the beauty of the I've I've heard I've seen another a clip of him talking about something. Um, the skydiving one. Yeah, the skydiving oh, one. Oh, such a good clip. And it, <laughs> like he said, uh, God put the best thing in life on the other side of fear. Yeah. So it was kind of like to just get over your fear. He's like, "What are you scared of? You're scared of all those days before you jumping. Why are you scared there? Yeah. And then he's like, "When you're up there, you're not scared. <laughs> <laughs> when you're falling through the sky is when everything looks really good. Yeah." <laughs> Yeah. Was that your answer? No, okay. But you, but you want me to go next because you asked the question. Yeah, Makes I'm still sense. thinking. <laughs> um, I had the question. Eh, no worries, no worries. Uh, what first came to my mind uh, was from The Office. And I know I always manage to pull out these really inspirational things from The Office that no one can, no one's going to think, oh, where are you going to, you know, like, oh, what rap... Give me, tell me something that changed your life dramatically. I mm-hmm. say The Office every time because it has. And I think I explained why in an earlier Last episode. Uh, right. But I'm going to talk about something different. It has nothing to do with that exact scenario except that it was from Andy, same person. Andy is uh, running a business seminar because he wants everyone to – well, because his sales are down, honestly, and he wants money and he knows, he knows things about managing small business. So he okay. invites people to the business seminar and then um, – some of the people he had going to teach for him didn't want to teach, but then came back later because they realized it would have been a good investment for them. And Andy's, Andy realizes that he's on the verge of success without these people who are flaking and, and trying to ruin his life for their own gain. So he's going to go in. But at just the last moment, Dwight steps in front of him in the door and says, you're going to blow it. And then Andy looks at him and says, maybe, only maybe. And then goes into the room and, and sells it and does an amazing job. And and that ties, that is is just three words, two words, one of them repeated. 
really important, really, it, it says so much because so many times I find myself uh, looking at my life and, and just feeling the, the destituteness of it or feeling that there's, that I can't do something. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember I was reading through a, uh, a book my mom had on counseling and therapy because she used to have a, a job at the jail where she would counsel people. Anyways, that is a moot point. But anyways, mm-hmm. reading through the book and the, and the, the author noted how oftentimes, even though my, um, like, I think I can't pass this class, right? Or I can't pass the test tomorrow, so I'm not going to take the test. Then the therapist would come back to me and say, well, it's very unlikely that you will pass the test, right? And I would say, yes. And I'd say, and then just thinking it's so incredibly unlikely that I would do something versus I can't do something makes a drastic difference in, in how much effort I'm willing to put into it and my attitude towards it and everything. Yeah. So all that to suffice. Someone, someone says, you're going to fail. My response is always, maybe. Only maybe. I like it. There's a chance. Andre, what about you? Shivers. <laughs> uh, mine, I don't remember where I got it from, but it was more on the side of like you know how you view other people. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so it was something like, before you judge someone else, just think that they are just like you, but on a different path. Mm-hmm. And that made me like view people a lot differently. And yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> but it made me it made me you know not separate myself too much from other people, and I kind of relate to them with the choices they made because some you know sometimes you you don't know what you would have done yeah in that specific time. So yeah, I like it. That's a good question. I like that question. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to an ad break. Uh, this is gonna be a longer episode because we have conspiracy theories for you guys. So They're stay good. tuned after the ad break. They're good. Bye bye. Welcome back from the ad break. Um, if you want to hear your company promoted on during on our podcast, if well, you that want, ad break, which you just listened to, yeah, if you want hundreds of people to hear your ad, then Contact us at thecollegecomrades at gmail.com, and we will figure something out for you. Um, and if that doesn't work, you can always, you know, have your account DM us on Instagram or Twitter yep. or Facebook. Um, there's tons of ways to get a hold of us and see our content that we're putting out, um, and you can stay updated with what's going out, what's happening. Um, and we have... A few t-shirts left. So, um, buy those because they're not going to come back. Um, so, check into those. Today, by the title of this episode, you have found out that we are doing a part two of our conspiracies. So, um, episode three of season one. So, our third episode, we were like, let's talk about some conspiracy theories. We kind of did, um, like a... Shotgun approach to some of those conspiracies, we like briefly went over them. We just had overall topics and we each spoke on it. Yeah, um, and that was that turned out really good. Um, and so we have more conspiracy theories um, today. Uh, however, I have we. If you're following us on Instagram, you may have seen the polls that we recently had put out. Um, and I have the results from these polls for you guys. Um, we, so 
on the topic of flat earth, is the earth flat? 19% of people said yes, 81% said no. Wait, I don't agree, but... Better than I expected. Whatever. <laughs> the numbers get even more crazy. Just wait. Ooh, okay, okay. Tupac, is Tupac dead? 55% said yes, 45% said Ooh, no. Man. Quite a bit of people. Uh, was the moon landing staged? 24% of people said yes. That's it? 76% <laughs> yes, of people said no. And there was actually someone who asked for a maybe option. Um, I respect that. This one. This one I'm excited about because it, it, we'll get into it later. Mm-hmm. Was JFK, what if, was his assassination an inside job? 65% of people said yes. Wow. 35% of people said no. Are aliens real? 59% of people said yes. 41% said no. This one. This one is staggering (laughs) to me. This one makes me... The aliens one or... No, no, this next one. This one makes me take a step back and go, holy crap. Uh, This this may be more real than we thought. Was 9-11 an inside job? It's split 50-50. Exactly. Wow. Um, so Wait, with which one of us talked about nine eleven? Was it me? you? I, thought I think it was me. you did. It was you. And we kind of talked you, about. But you probably don't believe it. Well, that's all. I mean, you made some good arguments. You did. I did make some good arguments, some made, and I came up with a fair really a fair amount of those on my own. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to see it, it reached the masses. <laughs> um, with going off of this nine eleven one, something that we had talked about in that episode three was, um. These are conspiracies. Um, some people take them as fact. Some people take them as opinion. Um, but uh, especially my mine that I'm doing today, and probably your guys's as well, it really rounds down to: Do you trust our government? Um, yep. And <laughs> so that will be a continuing theme throughout the rest of this episode and conspiracy, more <laughs> conspiracy theory episodes. Um, so strap in, we've got a lot of content for you and this will be a longer episode. Um, we're going to, I'll give you guys a little breakdown of how this is going to happen. Uh, we've got Kai up first, uh, with his big, his big theory. Um, and we have me, (laughs) we have, don't worry about it. (laughs) We have me next. I've got a smaller theory. Um, Andre's got his theory, um, which is pretty extensive, uh, we've got Kai's small theory, and then we'll end with my big theory, and then we will, um, we're going to wrap up each theory with um, what we each think. Our job is to convince uh, you, the listener, and each other um, that we want you to accept this conspiracy. We want you to believe it. Hmm. Um, so Kai, yes. go ahead. You are up first. What do you have in store for us? Uh, mine so largely talks about how we're going to about trusting the government. I like you ain't ready for this. This is I have ready. I have one word. I got it ready. Illuminati. All right, that's right. I'm taking it to places you probably didn't expect. So, um, a brief for those of you who for some reason might not actually know. The Illuminati is supposedly an elite and secret organization seeking to create dominant totalitarian government systems throughout the earth. It's basically world domination through one government that gets to tell everyone what to do, also known as a command economy and their various names for those. 
Uh, on a random American poll, it is said that 23% of Americans believe the Illuminati exists. Which is just under the moon landing, so I got that one covered. All right. <laughs> yeah. And we're trying to raise this one up a little bit, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, and one of the largest ideas is that the Illuminati is closely tied with the foundations of America and how, and like the reasons behind why America became a government because America is supposedly controlled by the Illuminati or at least was for a large amount of time. The, um, where's my notes? Let's see. Oh, of course, I'm going to bring up the dollar bill. It has a pyramid on it. And the the Eye of Horus, that's his official name, the Eye of Horus, which I know is about to look up, but that's the... I'm going to pull up pictures so that we have references in front of us. Ah, there you go. What was it called? The Eye of Horus? Eye of Horus, yeah. And you might add dollar bill on there. Uh, but anyway, so the the whole triangle with an eye in it, it's, that's the Eye of Horus inside the pyramid, is mm-hmm. what that's supposed to be. So... There have been claims that the Illuminati will kill celebrities and then replace them with clones or lookalikes. And you probably never would have guessed it, but Beyonce is one of these clones. Wow. There is footage of her at a uh, a basketball game where for 30 minutes she is just staring blankly off into space and slowly shaking her head from side to side. This is one of the malfunctions in their technology. Oh. where she kind of lost focus and they lost connection for a while. For 30 minutes at a basketball game, she's just zoning out and glitching out. It's very interesting. Sadly, there is no definitive uh, evidence to support the idea of the Illuminati, but there is a lot of circumstantial evidence and things that at least get you to question whether or not it's real. Because uh, it's difficult to say, oh, of course the Illuminati is real, but it's... But hopefully what I'm about to explain will make it a little easier for you to say the Illuminati could be real. Now I'm going to pull this up on my phone because I had to take a picture of it. And by the way, uh, if you're interested in the Illuminati, you can go to IlluminatiOfficial.org. Wow, they've got a .org. <laughs> Let me just say, I was very surprised for what I found on this website. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to mention. Uh, let me go to my photos real quick. Okay, I have a word to define for you. This word is gematria. A gematria is the, it's a number of a word. So like a word would, you would assign a number to each letter and then add all of those numbers up. Okay. And that's called a gematria. So uh, it's traditionally found within um, Jewish or uh, Christian, not mythology, not lore, religion. Wow. That was a hard word to come up with. <laughs> but yeah, commonly found within uh, Christian or Jewish religion is the idea of the gematria. So, I'm going to throw a bunch of information at you. Do it. I'm ready for this. We're all strapped in. All right. <laughs> uh, so, the current calendar we use is called the Gregorian calendar. Yes. And that was introduced January 1st in 1601, which was the beginning of the first 400-year block that the Gregorian calendar was used. All right. And May 1st, 1777, uh, which was the founding, or the Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. often considered the founding of America, uh, is was day number 64,040 after, after the in- introduction of the Gregorian calendar. 
And what do you know, but 64,040 is just 1601 times 40. And 40 is a factor of the block size, uh, the block size of the 400 year period of the Gregorian calendar. Okay. And 1601 is the Gregorian epic year. Okay, now in the 400 year block, there are 91 dates that satisfy the the epic year and the those conditions, uh, 12 of which have a factor of the block number, which is 40. And the odds, therefore, would be 0. 0.00008 chance that the founding of America would land on one of those days. That's so incredibly unlikely huh. that that America's founding date would be on a day that is so institutional to the Gregorian calendar, right? Yeah. Now, the English gematria of the word Rothschild, or Rothschild, depending on how you want to pronounce it, is 512. Oh, wait, I should probably go back to what that is. Um, could you look that up for me, actually, Noah? Yes. Real quick, because it, yes. it's, uh, it's de- describing a cable. No, sorry, not gematria, Rothschild. So R, let me, R-O-T-H... S C H I L D. Yeah, it's it's there. Yep. <laughs> mm, let's go to all. I'm gonna pick up a definition. Could you read that for us, Noah? The Rothschild family is a wealthy Jewish family originally from Frankfurt that rose to prominence with Mayor Armstrong Rothschild, <laughs> a court factor to the German landgraves of Hessel Castle in the free city of Frankfurt, Holy Roman Empire, who established his banking business in the 1760s. All right, there you go. Uh, But the word Rothschild itself is the phrase for in the beginning, which is the first word of the Jewish Torah. Now, the gematria of Rothschild is 512, which is 913 minus 401. We already know 401 is in a specific date. uh, No, sorry, I'll get there. But the 913 is the Hebrew gematria of Rothschild. Sorry, not Rothschild. Backing up. And then the first, uh, 401, is the fourth central number and the English gematria of the word, of the phrase, the one bank, which is the ultimate goal of um, the Illuminati. Illuminati. Thank you, that we would all be under one society and one uh, ultimate government. It is also the English dramatia of the word fraud, which would, inst- which would be regarding our government, and is equivalent to the year 2001, which is relative to 1600, which, get this, is the street the White House is built on. Um. <laughs> and then 401 is also the English dramatia of USA. Now, if I was to say 401 as a hexadecimal number, that equals 2001 as an octal number. And... 64,040 mod 512 equals 40. Mod is a, is a, the answer is the remainder, so that's 64,000 divided by 512. The remainder of that is 40. Okay, now, uh, 401, let's see, prime 79 and 401. 401 minus 79 is 322, which is the signature number of the skull and bones. All right, the 1776 event is related to September 11th, 2001 event. Oh, boy, I have so much. Yeah, I've, I've, I've gone over all the important stuff, but 
So that's a, that was a bunch of complicated math and, <laughs> and words and adding up numbers from all that. But very difficult to call that a coincidence. Every time I look up or, or see anything about the Illuminati stuff, all of this stuff just seems all too convenient that it lines <laughs> up with each other. Yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of hard not to think so, that's out there. But Right. And I've heard uh, rumors that Obama was replaced with a uh, Illuminati clone of Obama and things of that nature, mm. which would highly tie in with our government still being involved with the Illuminati and not just having kicked the Illuminati out. So, if you've ever started to question your government... <laughs> this might help a little bit more into fully questioning the government. What do you... (laughs) All right, so is is that... That's, yeah. That's that's your piece? Bow on on the present. All right, uh, Andre, what do you think? You convinced? I mean, it's kind of a build-up from what you told me and what I've, you know, known (laughs) from my past, you know, growing up. And I feel like... I'm kind of being like a middle standpoint. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if there was something right. like the Illuminati out there. And but, if I could be just a little more clear, I'm not expecting to fully convince anyone, <laughs> uh, but I think there are a lot of people who are fully convinced the Illuminati is not real, and I want to push them into a middle ground. So, okay. So right. for Andre, I would say that was a success on my part. <laughs> I. Man, the Illuminati is never something that I looked up because I just knew it was super extensive. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, Anything, something weird happens, everyone just kind of points to that. <laughs> when someone does math like you just did and presented me with those numbers, I'm not going to do the math myself. I believe you. <laughs> and therefore, it's not worth looking up. I mean, you could have said the wrong numbers, and I still would believe you. Because when you present me with this intricate math that has all these links and ties to street names, I'm like, well, yeah, I, I believe sense. you. It makes sense. <laughs> the whole clones thing, I, don't, I that think... That one's a little more difficult. That one's hard for me to swallow because I'm like, if you replaced Obama with... You can't... Someone's going to notice if you replace Obama or these big celebrities with a clone. And I don't think that... Actually, I don't think that's that's plausible. I mean, if it was an everyday person, sure, whatever. But Obama? That's why people send their DNA away to see their ancestry. Mm. It's there, actually just cloning companies. There is an interesting miniature theory that I haven't um, looked up. Well, that I haven't chosen to bring to this conversation, uh, but I'll tie it in real quick. It's about Paul McCartney, uh, one of the musicians in Beatles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the theory goes that he actually died about halfway through one of their tours in a violent car crash. Uh, But then he was replaced with another clone. And that clone has a scar on his eyebrow, and his nose is a bit more crooked than Paul McCartney's was. Uh, I have not linked that and the Illuminati, but... Cloning thing. Until today. (laughs) I... The Paul McCartney one, the... Where my brain goes in that logic is... Okay, so the band got drunk one night and decided to fight each other in a bar. Like, that's my explanation for that one, you know? Well, car crashes are very convenient ways to say that, you know, oh, there was a sudden accidental death. I agree. Which would easily um, stunt or, you know... No one would think, oh, the Illuminati was involved in that car crash. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, someone's out here trying to get rid of Kevin Hart, let's be honest. I, I see it. <laughs> I hope not. Does that... Oh, wait. Have I convinced you? You didn't ask uh, me. 
not convinced yes, you. You've convinced but... me that the Illuminati exists. Are they really? functioning? Yeah, of course. Wow. Dude. Um, I believe they're out there. I don't know if it was <laughs> your convincing, <laughs> but I'll give you the credit. Thank you. I'll um, take it. Cloning. I need a small victory. Cloning celebrities. I don't think that. I think that's a stretch. I don't think that you could clone. And I could be wrong. Uh, okay, I don't well, think you could clone someone as. I know as some people big. for for you know Avril Lavigne. She was really big. Yeah. Um, and I heard that uh, she actually died a while back, and then they had a lookalike, mm-hmm. and you could tell because her music changed and like her voice oh. a little bit different. Yeah. But that, that's always been a lot of theory about like hmm. you know her being dead or something. But let me propose to you something about B- the Beyonce fact again. Mm-hmm. How much makeup do you think Beyonce has on before she leaves the house ever? That's fair. That is a good point. Right. And with that being said, I could take anyone with a roughly similar facial structure, and e- I could even take someone whose facial structure isn't similar at all and contour it to make it look like from any angle, that's then. the same old Beyonce. But, I mean, at the end of the day, she goes home to her kids and her family. Mm-hmm. And so... Or... She. <laughs> um, so I think th- to wrap up my thoughts, um, Illuminati. Do I believe it's there? Yes. Uh, you convinced me. Uh, clones. I don't think it's plausible. Could be corrected. Alien technology. Um, but yeah, that's what I got. You don't think it's plausible, but do you think it's possible? Because those are two different questions. Yes, I think it's possible. I'm sure we've cloned people by now. I know. Oh. I'm convinced that the government has. Is it plausible to do to clone Beyonce? Nah, I don't think so. She's too big. I, I so. I don't know. But I mean, the thing about celebrities is their life is all out there. So you can you have all that information if you did want to clone them. Well, I mean, you never know at what point she was cloned. That's true. Like, what if she was cloned pretty early on and everyone was just finding out who she was? That's true. That is a game changer. That is. If we're talking about, like, Beyonce was cloned, like, two years ago, I'd be like... Yeah, that'd be much harder to believe. No, no. (laughs) But if she was cloned, you know, back when she was part of whatever the band is... I didn't even know that, I'll be honest. Or part of the group. I don't remember. I don't remember what's called. Anyways, <laughs> if it was it, during it then, band. yeah, I could probably get on with that theory. But I like it. Thank you for bringing us that. Of course, high. that was fun. Um. All right. Theory two. Noah's small theory. Yes. Uh, this one's super, super sh- short. Super simple. Um, it is a fact. So that I'll okay. lay down the facts first, and I will for the next one. Yeah. Uh, it is a fact that. Um, there is a hidden room inside Mount Rushmore. Their door is on the other side of Abraham Lincoln's hairline. Um, and you can, you can see the door. Hmm. Um, and here's where we get into the conspiracy and I'm just going to do a broad stroke over it. Um, it is said that the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, the original documents, are in this room. Now, it has been... In here with us? Yes, Kai, <laughs> they are here with us. We're sitting with million-dollar documents. Um, 
so it is a proven fact that they that this room exists. People think that those documents went in this room along with countless other government documents hmm. about you know secret things that the government has done and mm-hmm. you know you could fill in the blank and you could say there's a purple zebra in there as well and, and we don't know anyone who's ever actually been in there um we do not at least i didn't do the research for it mm-hmm. because the secret room has been locked and is in it has a big titanium door and oh. titanium walls so I don't think that... Um, and it would be illegal to try to go on there. Yes. you. And dangerous. It, is, it <laughs> yep. is not open to visitors, and since it's a national park, I am pretty sure that they've got at least one CIA or federal agent probably watching that room. Yeah, I wouldn't I would be, be surprised. surprised. So, that's what I got for you. What do you guys think? Could these documents be in there? Do you think there's a purple zebra in there? <laughs> I think it's very possible that they could hide the documents and that's a good spot. Mm-hmm. Um, purple zebra, not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it, I wouldn't, like you know, like I said with the Illuminati one, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I'm pretty open-minded when thinking about those kind of things, so anything's really a possibility. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, um, I've been in Washington, D.C., and I've seen what they told me was the actual Declaration of Independence and the actual Constitution. Yeah. Uh, both of which I brought home with me. So <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. Uh, but I, I don't think that the. I, don't, I would. It, it's it's such a simple idea to say that something is in there. Yeah. And then just make a guess as to what it is. There's no evidence I've seen to see that the ones that I saw were fakes, because what I saw was the. Like, the ink had mm-hmm. faded out over time, so it was mm-hmm. really hard to see that anything was even written on the paper. Uh, and, and that's something that I would say. Like, I know it's at least that old. Right. So I don't know why I... I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. Sorry. Cool. Sorry. No, that's, no, that's but... fine. That's fine. This, one, this theory, Ooh. this conspiracy theory, gives me hope in our government. That they are willing to say, yeah, there's a secret room in this national monument. Like, <laughs> they're being, like, yeah. sort of transparent, but not at all, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Um, you did ask if the purple zebra was in there. Yes. And I want to touch on that a little bit. Okay. <laughs> the true diehard fans of Phineas and Ferb will recognize two things that I say. The mysterious giant floating baby head. Yes. Because that is an odd piece of lore that is brought up as lore in the show. Uh-huh. And then there's the zebra that always calls Candace Kevin. And we uh. specifically know that this zebra is not a manipulation of her head or her thoughts. Only, not only because it is uh, brought up outside of her hallucinations, but for a various other few reasons as well. Yeah. So, this, I think the zebra and the baby head might be in there. Because the baby head keeps flying through doors that we don't really see open. Yeah. But, and I mean, of course, it opens the doors. Of course. Anyway, that's just an idea. No, I buy it. Just I, a I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Andre, you're up next. What do you have for us? So, recently... You got a few pages over there. I do. Um, <laughs> recently, one of my friends mentioned um, a 411, missing 411. Okay. Which, it is a classification of a case file that fits these circumstances, okay? Okay. A disappearance in a national park, rural area, or a large reserve of public land. 
um, odd circumstances around the di- uh, disappearance and mental illness and voluntary disappearance does not seem to be the cause. Okay, does that make sense? Yes. <coughs> mm-hmm. Tracking so, so far. This these oh, are sorry, actually wait. What four one one? Did I miss something on that? That's what it's, it's just called. Missing oh, it's a place. It, no, it's like a no. It's that's the classification of the case. Yeah, so the things like, he just listed. So if there's like something that fits all that criteria, they'll call that a four one one. Oh, okay, I get it. Okay. Um. So there's books, and you know, a movie actually. Um. The books are written by David Politis, and they're about mysterious disappearances. Um. He spent 20 years as a police officer, but he has never, you know, and he has all these books, and mm-hmm. he's never stated a cause. It's kind of like an open mystery about it, right? <clears throat> um, so, a while back, um, when he was trying to, he, ha- he had heard some stories about disappearances, right? Uh-huh. And so he went to um, Yosemite and asked for... Um, documents about the missing, you know, the missing people, um, like a list. Uh-huh. And he can do that out of the Freedom of Information Act, yeah. which is how he got that. <coughs> but, um, yeah, uh, they asked him, you know, like, why? Why do you want to see all this stuff? Which isn't a requirement to why you can access them. You don't mm-hmm. have to tell them, really. But, you know, they're just wondering. I guess. Um, anyway, uh, when he was receiving them, which is supposed to be free because it's like public files, right? Um, they tried to charge him because they said they didn't have any. They said they didn't have a list, and it's a national park, and there's things such as they have lists of how many like movies were filmed on the park. Yeah, but wow. they don't have lists of missing people. Yeah. That disappeared. So then they tried to charge him. Um, so they had to get an analyst and put all the stuff together. They tried to charge him 34000 for just that one park to get all the the, wow. the cases. And then they tried to charge him $1.4 for all of the parks. How many cases were there? Uh, Did he pay? Because I, I don't think he paid. But there was I a imagine. lot. There's a lot. I think he was able to get around it because oh, okay. he was because um, he's an author. He's a, uh, uh-huh. if you're like a published author, then you can you get like an exempt. Um, there's a lot of cases like it. Um, so, anyways, I'll give a few examples of the cases. Yeah. So there's a girl named uh, Stacy Aras. Uh, I think that's how you say it. It was a while back, like uh, the 80s or something. Okay. But she was on a horse ride in Yosemite. And wanted to go for a walk to a nearby lake. And she made it clear to her father and other people in the party. And she asked them to accompany her. And they both said no. They didn't really want to. Uh-huh. And the, uh, the the site, like where they were at, and the lake were close enough that they didn't worry about it. You know, um, that, that there was no animal pred- uh, <coughs> predations, you know. Yeah. Like, you know. And I mean, she's probably done it before. Some like it's the first time. She wanted to, How old is uh, she? 14. Okay. Yeah, she she's wanted chilling. to like, stretch she's her good. legs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and she wanted to take pictures, right? Yeah, you got to put them on the gram, you know? After that, <laughs> in, in the, the 80s, 80s. <laughs> <laughs> when she left, she was never seen again. And there was a nine-day Even search. Even by the horse? She left the horse with them. 
Oh. She just walked away, you know, you know, stretch your legs. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, there was a nine-day search with more than 100 people sniffing dogs and helicopters. And the only thing they found was the lens cap to her camera. That was it. Hmm. And there's, she's still missing from that lob. Yeah, and there's I other bet. cases like that. And I'm going to... Um, these ones are real, from... Real quick, real quick. I bet her family felt really harassed by all the people trying to find her. I don't know about that one, bro. <laughs> Anyways. Moving on. So, there's a few cases of people who were found, and this is what they said. Okay. So, there was a boy, a three-year-old boy, and he was lost for five hours. Okay. Okay. Um, he, what he said happened is he was taken into a cave by someone who looked like his grandmother, but there was unusual light coming from her head, so he knew, he, he thought that she was like a robot. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, she got pushy, and then took out a piece of sticky paper and asked him to shit on it. And then he said no. And then... I wouldn't say no as well. All of a sudden, he just, like, reappeared in his camp. Like, nearby the camp, and they found him. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Sounds Um, like the Illuminati to me. Something like that. (laughs) And then there was another guy. I don't know how old he was, but he was missing for 15 months. Uh, he said he was going skiing, and then uh, they also found out because they saw um, they they saw the skis they found or whatever, uh-huh. and they saw the route he took and the the trail and stuff. Um, but you can the uh, the footprints stopped; they just disappeared. There's no more. Like it it, it goes to an end, huh. right? And then 15 months later, he woke up 40 miles from his dad's house. In clothes and stuff that was not his. Wait, wait, wait. With no memory of anything? Yes, no memory. Oh, my Not goodness. remembering anything that happened. Mind you, the 40 miles from his dad's place, it's 700 miles from where he was last seen. And he had no memory of anything else. Like, all of his history or just those months that oh, he was of, missing? Of those 15 months. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, man. That, <laughs> that's that one. Uh, and then I think I can tell where this is going. The next one is uh, a three-year-old girl was missing in like they said one second, pretty much. Like her, like not came back in one second, hmm. but like her dad was looking at her and then looked away for one second, and then she was gone, gone, right? And then the child did come back, but um, that's because they saw her in the same place that she was like later on, though, like. Yeah, it was probably a couple hours or something. I don't remember. Yeah, three-year-olds but don't th- get lost and then come back. <laughs> That's not how. <laughs> there was a beast that was there. They said that it was either like a bear or a wolf or something. Uh-huh. Or the Mr. Beast. <laughs> it so adds up. The, the, uh, the three-year-old girl said that the creature was named Mr. Wolf, and he ate her hat and wouldn't let her leave. Like, it, like uh, surrounded I mean, her and stuck, but didn't like kill her, but left her. Okay. Just sit there and Who, how old is this girl again? Three. Okay. And what was she wearing? Uh, was it red? I don't know what she was wearing. But she got her at her her hat eaten. Was she nearby her grandma's house? The other one was. <laughs> Did she yes. have a hood on? Oh, little red riding. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> right. Um, so there was other cases where. There were, uh, most of them are children, right? There's other cases where 
children, they have found clothing or other pieces of evidence far away from their last seen point. And it's not only just far, it was uphill up from the site where they were last seen. And then they did a little, like, test thing or, like, where they questioned parents. And mind you, I'm saying children. Like a polygraph? Something like that, right? And they said, if your kid was in this situation where they got lost, what would they do? And they're talking, like, four years old or something. Yeah. And most of them said they would kind of either stay around the same area and then end up falling asleep or playing with something. And the other one would say, go downhill and, you know, fall asleep, something like that down there. None of them said they would think for them to go uphill. And I don't think a child would go uphill. I mean, I'm talking like 500 feet. Uphill. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, so that part. Um, all of the disappearances were pretty close to a body of water. And if you, you can pull up a cluster map in the middle of America, the farthest places from the body of water, you know, on each side. Mm-hmm. There's almost no cases that are fitting the criteria. Huh. Um, um, eventually, parks started putting uh, small amounts of faces or like people and um, missing people on their sites. Uh-huh. Only a little bit, not a lot. Why didn't you just put everyone? Right. Like, there's no. Why only those specific people? Um, and there's some theories about it. Um, some are kind of, uh, you know... The, They're out there. Yeah, like creatures from Appalachian mythology, like a mountain monster. Uh-huh. Some of them... And this is um, kind of more realistic if you believe in this-ish. And it's like people... Uh, UFO sightings around the area and around the time of someone missing. Uh-huh. Which might explain, you know, that one guy who showed up 700 miles from his place with not wearing the clothes he wore and, yeah. you know, uh, with no memory. And then the more realistic um, is, like, multiple serial killers. But the part I'm worried, like, wondering is about is why did they try to cover it and why did they try to charge him? And they didn't have those lists. You're telling me national parks that would even have lists of, like, how many pencils they have. <laughs> They yeah. wouldn't have missing people's on standby, like on a. You can literally just have a little folder, or or they could. I I read something that they literally said you could just have like an intern, an unpaid intern, pretty much just put that together. Yeah, and they try to charge him so much for that. But yeah, for I something mean, that probably didn't take more than like a, a few while. days. Yeah, if that. they said they got back to him six weeks later. And then they said they didn't have anything. Why? Huh. Why it take that long to even not find anything? Huh. And uh, you know, this is only a little bit that I've you know read on and touched up on. But there, are, like I said, there's books, there's uh-huh. a movie. It's like an hour and a half. Um, I did listen to an interview with a guy. It was like an hour, and all of them are interesting. And it's like. I don't know. It's like, like I said, it's an open mystery. It's kind of like what you think would happen. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know but why. But something's be, going on. So it's then, a national park. Yeah, what do you think? What, what do it, I think? And what, then what are you presenting us with? What is the conspiracy that we 
need that we have to decide on. I mean, like I said, it's like open. It's it's open to your own mind. I. I so so maybe I'm we should tell him sure. what we think. Okay. I, I'm kind of just on standby. I just don't know why you know they cover it up and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Uh huh. So yeah, and I don't know why all the coincidences are, you know, you know the specific criteria for each thing that's happening. And if you look it up later, like you can get into it. You yeah, I'm, I'm gonna for sure. Like I said, there's like multiple books, <laughs> multiple books. And he said in one of the interviews, he said that most of the interviews you only get three to five percent of the content that's in the book. Uh, so <laughs> there's a I, lot yeah, he yeah. has on it. <clears throat> What do you think, Kai? Uh, I have two ideas, one of which is more fun and one of which is more serious. Okay. As is often my answer to most questions you ask me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my more fun answer. You ever heard of the story of Beowulf? No. Beowulf uh, is an ancient English story about uh, basically someone who's really good at uh, fighting and very good hunter kind of idea. Uh, but the, the bad person in that story is Grendel. And Grendel is this huge, really strong, really uh, hairy animal that is said to have descended from Cain, the first murderer on Earth. Yeah. Uh, it is a animal that doesn't have any females, but it only has males. So the male will beget male throughout generations. Um, and so it's basically just a natural born killer and no one has ever killed one of these but Beowulf is a paid uh, bounty hunter so after one night Grendel swoops up ten people in one arm and runs off to his cave and eats them then they hire Beowulf to go kill Grendel and that's uh, just a short amount of the story but I wonder if it could be that kind of animal Mm. like what if oh (laughs) such an interesting idea I really because it's such a good story I really recommend reading it. It wasn't written in English that we speak today. It was written in Old English uh, and then translated into Modern English. But, boy, that would be... That's something I would look into. But I would have to study more on that. It's probably, more realistically, a government cover-up. I mean, everything lines up to that being... if, If it was an actual missing person, then they put up missing person posters. But if it's just something that the government knew happened or maybe even did themselves then they wouldn't put up missing posters uh, because the government is not very smart and people could add up that anyways they don't want people looking around for things they don't belong looking into <laughs> the fact that those kids lived is, is very what, interesting one thing I, I didn't touch up on what he did say is um, it's like most of them is kids but like um, there's a few cases where it's one of them was a German, uh, like a physicist. Uh-huh. Albert you know, Einstein just disappeared, That's... and he even had people stay back with him. And then, like a little bit later, they couldn't find him. That's why Einstein is such a brilliant guy. The aliens abducted him <laughs> in that place. <laughs> they just got to wipe his brain. Yeah. I man, this story has there's a lot to it. There's a lot I, I to it. I'm sure there's even it. more to it. I want to see the. I want to see the consistency in age. If there's a consistency in age, then I would say yes, it's a government thing. If it's just random people, um, it puts it more into the conspiracy category. Where I'm like, 
maybe the government's trying to hide something out in these national parks. Bigfoot. Um, but Actually, Bigfoot, sorry, I don't want to interrupt on your time. I'm just being, I'm serious right now, (laughs) so I mean, um, uh, that's why I said it's like an open mystery, you can't really, the, the whole thing of like the guy going and being like, yo, let me, like, let me hear about these abductings, that one makes sense to me that he wouldn't be able to get that information right away. I do agree that there's like holes in the story, but I mean, think about it. Like, it's probably just, like, some shitty park ranger that runs the place, probably hates their job, or is passionate about other things. And when someone comes to you and says, hey, give me a, a full list of everyone that's disappeared in this park, that's the last thing that they probably <laughs> want to be asked. Um, but I doubt... I'm sure they would have it, though. The payment thing... Right. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> the payment thing doesn't make sense. That's That's shady to me. Um, I don't know if I could pin that on a full government conspiracy. Um, well, they, cause he responded with, okay, 34,000 for this part. Singular one. Yeah. And then for all the parks, you could do a few million or a, a 1.4. 1. 4. Yeah. That just seems shady to me. I think that's an individual thing. Um, I probably believe that these are just like kidnappings or just weird variations of kidnappings. However... I equally think that the government's probably hiding something in national parks. So, so either whether it be an animal or it be uh, a test subject, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a test ju- subject that like ate this little girl's hat or some like creepy bear wolf thing that's wanting this little girl to shit on a piece of paper. <laughs> I was actually that was, was a boy. That uh, grandma. It looks like he said it looked like a grandma. With his yeah. grandma with. Like lights coming out of her head, and then he so. just wakes up by his camp. Yeah, That's the what. other thing is they're little kids. You know what? I mean, what can you believe that a three-year-old says? So this one, this one's really this one's on the rocks for me. I've, I've, <laughs> I would go check. You should go check. I want to see some documentaries. Maybe read a book or two about yeah. it. Uh, definitely Kai, what were you gonna say about Bigfoot? Oh well, the Bigfoot idea and Beowulf would actually line up pretty well. Uh, but, I mean, Grendel, Grendel, but Bigfoot is traditional, well, not necessarily traditionally, but he's not actually always considered to be a, a bad or aggressive or ma- malicious, mali- mm-hmm. malicious, malicious, yeah, okay, I did say it right, weird, <laughs> uh, not always a malicious character, so that's why it's, that's, it's a little shaky, but it's, you know, not actually too, too unplausible that it would be Bigfoot, I have, <laughs> Remind me to tell you about something later after okay. the podcast. <laughs> All right. Okay, what do you... Uh, Andre, any last thoughts on your conspiracy? What do you think personally about it? Take an opinion on it. Take a stance. Uh, I, what do you think it is? The people need to know. Well, the thing is, like the guy in the book, he says he doesn't have a conclusion. Uh-huh. Most of the stuff is he does. You can read everything and not come up with a firm conclusion of what's yeah. going on. And... I'm going to take that stance because I don't know. And I, I know there's like a thought, but I don't really know what to think. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a that's a good point that you and this guy bring up is there's so many facts across the board that you're trying to tie them all together, but they don't necessarily all tie together. 
But they're mm-hmm. they're weird inconsistencies. That's what's making this a good conspiracy. You mm-hmm. know, is there's just a bunch of inconsistencies. Thanks. Yeah. Actually, hold up. I have the cluster map. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it. Um, but I may as well move on so that you know we'll. <clears throat> oh wow! Let me see. Those so all this wow. is all huh. the the each one little tick is like a person that yeah. fits the exact criteria of what. I said earlier. And then uh, green probably means that they were found, and red probably means they were not? Probably. I huh. Don't know for sure. Kai, what do you got next for us? Next right. conspiracy. Uh, this is one that originated in the 1990s, and uh, it is called the Clinton Body Count. Oh, yes. I... I wanted to do this. I wanted <laughs> to research this, but I also didn't want to die, so... <laughs> well... Well, if we die... <laughs> if Kai dies, I, we know, can blame it on the Clintons. The dying for the truth is a worthy cost. All right. What do you got for us? What's their body count? I'm, I'm so on for this one. <laughs> All right. So in, 19, in the 1990s, there was a documentary released called The Clinton Chronicles. And this was what really sparked everyone's belief in the idea that there are, there's a surprising amount of people who opposed the Clintons who just died. And sometimes it was explained, sometimes it was not explained. Uh, and I, this is supposed to be my shorter theory, so I, don't, I didn't list all of them. But there's, in the mid-50s, number of people who were uh, out, not outstanding, but substantial uh, political figures mm-hmm. who maybe were Democrats but opposed what a certain Clinton in power was doing, who just died. And, and by just died, I'll, I'll get... I'll give you a few specific examples, uh, but I do want to keep this one short. I really hope you say Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> so, Vin, Vin, uh, Vincent W. Foster. Um, I don't have any information about what he did, but he was uh, he had a supposed suicide, and this was one of the first ones and went, what kind of sparked the idea. Mm-hmm. But Seth Rich was a Democratic pol- um, committee staff who d- obviously didn't have a agreeing views with Bill Clinton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, there's an unsolved murder because they know he was murdered, but they don't know wh- who did it. Right. But I think it's very clear who did it <laughs> anyways. <laughs> um, so Jeffrey Epstein is my third and final one. Yes. Again, let's go again. There are in the fifties of people who are considered to be within the Clinton body count. Uh-huh. You can uh, look up the Clinton Chronicles yourself if you want. But not all of them fall into the, the body count. So, well, not all of them might fall into it. It's, mm-hmm. of course, a theory. Right. So, uh, shortly after, within a few hours of the public notice that Jeffrey Epstein supposedly committed suicide, Donald Trump posted on Twitter that he was, and I quote, Hillaryed. <laughs> and, and then he included hashtag Clinton body count. Are you serious? I'm serious. I didn't see this tweet. You can look it up. Holy crap. I, actually, it, it might have been taken down. It but, may have been. But he did tweet this. He, he tweeted, Hillary, hashtag uh, Clinton body count. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, the pathologist who looked into the injury and the death and the account of Jeffrey Epstein uh, was doc, uh, Dr. Michael Baden. And he looked into all of the broken bones that he had. He had a number of broken bones in his neck and then a few in other places in his body. 
And he said that it was very unusual that in a str- in a in a hanging, which was the way he supposedly committed suicide, that those bones would have broken. And I am not a doctor, so I can't speak to the validity of it. But I can just yeah. point to that he is a doctorate in, and he's a pathologist. He's supposed to know this kind of thing. Uh, but he says that the bones that were broken line up much more with a strangulation than a hanging. Um, that's pretty much all I have in it. The reason it is believed that it may be influenced with the Clintons is because the island that Jeffrey Epstein owned and used for reasons that we probably should not vocalize in the podcast. Uh, it was said that Bill Clinton also would go to this island in his free time. So anyways, uh, that concludes my shorter theory on something that could be touched a lot longer on, but the Clinton body count. It's a very interesting very interesting topic. I uh, I agree. I definitely think that we should cover it more in the next episode of Conspiracy Theories mm. um, because it's very extensive. I tried to do research on it once, and it just kept going and yeah. kept going and kept going, and I was like... Very lengthy. It's mm-hmm. very lengthy. But there, there are a number of books published on the Clinton body count idea, and again, the original documentary was in, released in the 90s, The Clinton Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I recommend you look it up for yourselves and form your own opinions. But for now, have I convinced either of you? Yes. I was convinced <laughs> beforehand. I already, I already thought there was something shady about them, oh, and man. I knew all the other stuff about them. So Yeah. Wow. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. I fully believe that they've got a body count. Yeah, as do I. I wouldn't be surprised if a number, like a, a single-digit number of the of the 50 were actually just apparent accidents or suicides. Yeah, for sure. But I do think that for the large... There's no way you can be... There's no way that if you add up all of the enemies the Clintons had, it adds up to, I don't know, say 25% even, mm-hmm. that they would all die. It's just a radical number and that's that's if they had 200 political enemies enemies in their time yeah which i'm sure they might have had more or less i don't know what the yeah. average would be but come on i mean that's so many people <laughs> definitely yeah Ugh. um anyways no you have one more yeah that's right. i do um this is the big one this is the one that we should have covered last episode and we didn't cover it Ooh, no one's giving us a big one um JFK assassination. Um, <clears throat> got a lot of information here, and on my sheet, uh, none of it is organized. So we're gonna bounce around. Of, my was pretty out of organization. And Kai, you're pretty familiar with this. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so you'll <laughs> ask me the questions to make sure I stay on track here. Um, I'll try. As we know, uh, John F. Kennedy. I forget what president. I actually don't know. I I I would say I forget, but I actually don't know. I don't know what president he was. He was John F. Kennedy. Anyway, I would tell you wrong, One but I'm going to guess 38. I don't know what number he was. I'm going to guess 36 to One 38. Um, but but I'm, I'm wrong, so don't quote is me on that. shot in Dallas, Texas during his... Oh, I'm just going to look it up for me. Thank you. Um, he is shot while he's going on this parade, I guess we could call it. It's kind of like a... T- it's more of a tour. 35. 35. Oh, I was so close. There we go. I said 36, huh? Oh. Um, yes. <laughs> basically, he gets shot in the neck and the head while on this tour. Um, 
you can uh, this parade thing. Mm-hmm. You can see the video online for yourself because it was broadcasted live when he was shot. Yep. Uh, yes, it was. It was recorded um, from multiple different angles. Um, <clears throat> I'll lay you... the I'll lay the ground and then I will debunk mm-hmm. it well, for you. You mentioned that he was shot in both the head and the heart. Do you remember how many shooters there were? We'll oh, get there. Okay. Yeah. Way ahead of yourself. You just told me to ask questions. So. <laughs> he gets shot in the neck, shot in the head. <clears throat> what had happened, allegedly, is that this guy, um, his name is Lee Harvey Oswald. He mm. was the what they would call the first shooter. He's up in this tower along the route. This, this kills me. Um, the Secret Service knows the route. It's in down. I don't think it's in downtown Dallas, Texas, but it's in Dallas, Texas. Um, big buildings, tons of windows. They can't put a Secret Service member in every window, or in even, or even in every building. There aren't right. enough people. Of course. There's over two hundred thousand windows. So what the Secret Service decides to do is not check any of the windows. Like not to even while he's parading down. Have even while he's looking. parading, wow. none of the windows get checked, and that's a fact that the. Secret Service had um, admitted to. Now, well, um, I, I imagine it would be easier today to look at all the windows, and so it's easy to look back and judge them. But that would still be very difficult to. Yeah, definitely. Um, Lee Harvey Oswald. He um, has a Russian wife. Lots of or Russian had. ties. Ha- had yes. Um, had Russian ties. Had even um, been at the Russian embassy in what? Cuba. Uh, quick question. Yes. Would he wear these Russian ties on his neck? Oh, what, my goodness. Was he wearing a Russian <laughs> tie during the assassination? He he wore a Russian tie. <laughs> okay. Um, he, because he had Russian ties, because he had um, other ties with the mob and all of these different ties, the FBI is watching him. They have 24-hour, 24-7 surveillance on him. Before the assassination. Yes, the oh, FBI boy. never told the Secret Service, and the Secret Service never <laughs> told, um, you know, the FBI, hey, this is our route that we're going to take. It's, to me, it's just a minor communication error. Whatever. <laughs> communication. Um, so, Lee Harvey Oswald shoots him, um, and there are three bullet shells that fall on the floor of this <laughs> building and leaves the rifle behind as well. Um, and on his way out, he ends up killing this other guy, this police officer, um, and then they catch him, and as he is coming out of a police station, he is shot on live television by a guy named Jack Ruby. So, um, this already raises the eyebrow. Why did the shooter that killed the president just get shot? What does he know? That is now dead for. Um, He's considered dangerous and was just shot the president. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, if I was uh, Mr. Ruby, as I don't know, remember his first name, Jack Jack Ruby. Ruby. If I was Jack Ruby, I'd be like, okay, well, this guy just shot the president and then just shot a police officer. He's either going to shoot me or I'm going to shoot him, right? And Um, and a natural police officer wouldn't probably have ties with the, the federal government. Because it's mainly a state government operation. Or you said coming out of the police yeah, station, so he, so he was like detained. Lee, are, yes, he. Oh, he has been detained. Sorry, 
I don't oh. know if I made that clear enough. He is, and you can watch this on TV or on YouTube or whatever, but it was being broadcasted on live TV. Wow. He is walking out of his, out of the jail to go to court, I believe. Um, and this guy, Jack Ruby, literally comes up to him and shoots him, like, in the, in the chest. Huh. Jack Ruby gets sentenced to death. It gets revoked. And then he is waiting on his next trial, and he dies in his cell uh, due to lung disease. Um, <laughs> you mean poisoning? They gotta at least make it <laughs> seem reasonable. I mean, that's pretty crazy as lung well. Lung disease. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So now the conspiracy is: Was JFK an inside job? That's first conspiracy. Second one is, was there multiple shooters? Here's where, we, where it gets interesting. JFK... Ooh, but I think the real question is, who shot first? And the answer is Han Solo, of course. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, the C, when JFK gets shot, uh, the CIA withholds information about this shooting. Um, JFK has lots of ties to the Warren Commission. They were in charge of... Um, assassinations of big people. So they dealt with Martin Luther King Jr. as well. Um, so the CIA is, they speculate that the CIA was not happy with the decisions that JFK was doing. There's a bunch of political reasons that go into that um, involving mm-hmm. the vice president as well. The vice president's uh, home state is Texas. And so um, he was under the impression um, in this political climate, that he was not going to be reelected with JFK, um, so they speculate that he is working with the CIA um, to kill uh, JFK. Um, the head of uh, shoot, let me read my notes here. Uh, the head of the CIA um, was the member who helped figure out who killed JFK. He was the guy that said Lee Harvey Oswald killed him alone. Um, There is, the night before the assassination, uh, it rains. Hold on to that detail. Um, But the night before, a bunch of past presidents and uh, political figures uh, sit together in this party and words are exchanged, <clears throat> I believe, between John F. Kennedy's brother um, and this woman. Uh, and the woman says, amongst this politically charged climate, that after tomorrow, the Kennedys will no longer be my problem or be a problem. Um, and she also has links to the CIA. And is her last name CIA? Because that would really clinch up the... No, it's not, sadly. (laughs) Um, Let's just be icing on the So there's tons of people involved in this. Where we get to um, multiple shooters, Mm -hmm. so the second conspiracy surrounding this, second major conspiracy, is the magic bullet theory. So what happens Mm -hmm. is if you look at the car, JFK and his wife are sitting in the back of the car, and we have the governor driving the car, and a uh, Secret Service agent in the passenger seat. Okay. What happens is Lee Harvey Oswald, possibly, <laughs> could have been him, maybe not. Theoretically. He shoots, um, from the, he shoots three shots from behind them, so it's, it's coming from the back. Okay. Um, 
one bullet goes through JFK's neck. Well, the first shot misses, goes into the concrete. Um, there's a guy that has, you know, there's bullet residue on his face. Um, wow. So there's a bunch of stuff surrounding him. Um, but the, anyways, the bullet goes through his neck, and it goes um, through the seat of the uh, governor, goes through his shoulder, which then, in his hand, he's sitting, driving with his um, hand on the steering wheel, at the bottom of the steering wheel, goes through his chest, goes through his hand, and then into his thigh. Damn. That's one bullet. That's that's what they say happened with one bullet. Vibranium. Now, people have have tried to explain this phenomenon of when what ha- of how bullets ricochet when they go through objects especially right. flesh yeah. so it goes through JFK once and then it goes seat. through the governor the seat and then the governor twice so this bullet has three, done a lot of damage points? but when they pull three? when they okay. pull the bullet um, for investigation from his knee the bullet is almost intact it look I I'll pull it up for you guys, um, but it looks like it had just been shot into like a I don't know Jello or something. It looks like nothing have happened. Hmm. Um, Which we obviously vibranium, know. bro. <laughs> what if it is vibranium? That'd be trippy. This is the wow. Bullet. Nothing. My goodness. That's like just a dent. Yeah. In the front. You, it really doesn't look like anything happened. Yeah. Um. And so three inches also is the and is there have been other videos where people decide like oh, I'm gonna try and shoot this out for myself like see if I can shoot that yardage and be that accurate. There's a lot of things that don't line up, and I encourage you guys for the sake of time um, to go and look at those videos and form your yeah. own conclusions. But it doesn't add up. There's a lot that doesn't add up. Um, there is what they call the Umbrella Man. He is a key to this story. Um, in ancient England, uh, not ancient, but like pre, pre, uh, it's pretty er- like early England. Okay. People, when umbrellas were around, obviously, people would use umbrellas and they would open them and use them when not necessary. So not f- because it's raining. They would do that to signify that they were not in agreement with uh, any sort of legislation that was put in front of them. Okay. Okay? So, I had mentioned earlier that it rained before. It rained the night before. You did. Yeah, you said, hold on to that. <laughs> there are, there, in this, in photos, and I'll, I'll look at, I'll show you guys so you can see it. Those of you at home, look up the Umbrella Man. While you're typing that out, um, the people also would have umbrellas designated to block the sun from reaching their skin. I assume this is a different kind of umbrella as we're about to see. So this man huh. he, here, he is hold, he's in black, and he is holding an umbrella. So um, what happens... Is, is this the person with the gunshot residue on his face? No, it's a different guy. Okay. Um, in this photo, though, this man is holding his umbrella up. So what happens in the video, it's called the Zapruder film. It's the only film that uh, captures the whole thing, and it's done with a really high-quality camera for that time, so they can stop it frame by frame and see 
a pretty good photo based yeah. on some of these photos. Okay. Um, as JFK's car is rolling by, and at the time of the f- bullet hitting JFK, the umbrella man raises his umbrella, opens it, and when JFK's car passes, he puts it down. <laughs> now... There's a lot of speculation behind this, and they can't find the Umbrella Man. As a few other, there's a few other like witnesses in the audience that have some trouble that they have some trouble finding as well to like interview. And I don't want to get into that because it's kind of a rabbit trail that I don't want yeah, to go yeah. through. Um, but they they're like, holy crap, we got to find this guy because this is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. He um, goes to Washington willingly, and goes to court and says, hey, I'm the Umbrella Man. This is why I did it. And um, he gives these reasons because in England this is what they had done. And in American history, President Nixon would not allow his people, um, his service members around him to have umbrellas because he thought that strongly about not having umbrellas. He wanted people in agreement with his legislation that he is in laws. And so he wouldn't so he let wouldn't them, make do, them that do something where because they weren't of allowed the, to signify that they disagreed. Yeah, because of the association with it. Huh. So um, this these lawyers in the tri- and in this trial they brush it off. They're like, whatever, he, whatever. Yeah. You know, this guy. Then he, they never question him again. That's weird. You never have someone come forward and say, "Hey, I did this," and they don't question him again. Did did he give his name? Uh, yeah, I. He's known as the the umbrella yeah. man, though. <laughs> yeah. uh, his his name is irrelevant to the story. Um, but what is weird is years later, um, the oh I've got it here. Oh, what is his name? The umbrella man. Uh, no, basically the commissioner <laughs> of of CIA weapons oh, wow. okay. comes forward and he says, this umbrella could have killed someone because I have made a weapon similar to an umbrella in the past before. That when you raise it, it shoots. And so many people speculate that he, this umbrella man here was a shooter um, was a second shooter. Um, there are other people accounted for in some of the photos that you... Here, I'll scroll down so you guys can see some of them. There are other people in these photos that aren't accounted for. There's another one, There's another woman. She's an older lady, lady um, that isn't accounted for. There's a black male who is in a full trench coat that also isn't accounted for. I saw one. It was like a while back. I'd seen a video of like the thing and like... People are talking about this lady. She's, like, taking pictures of her kids, and she doesn't turn around. She doesn't even flinch when the shot yeah. hits. Yes. Stuff. She doesn't even flinch. She just still takes pictures while people are running. So there's there are many, many instances where this happens, where someone is standing when JFK gets hit by bullets, um, and there isn't an explanation for why they're doing what they're doing. They're either standing taking pictures of their kids. They're either awkwardly handing, holding umbrellas. Um, there's, you know, people that are just standing there. There's people that are sitting on the curb while while bullets are raining down. Um, so 
those people are convinced, or there's conspiracies around them being killers. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is the one that sells me completely on this. Uh, real, real quick. Yes. So, did the shot go off while the Umbrella Man was next to the car? As soon as, the, when this car is right next to the Umbrella Man, those shots go off and okay. Kennedy dies. Okay. All right, move on. So there's many conspiracies around the people in this area where some are running and some are standing there like CIA killers, like mm-hmm. contract killers. Um, this is the one that sells me on the conspiracy. We now have technology that can go back and watch this over and, and enhance video and audio. Okay. Someone enhances the audio and there are six shots accounted for in the audio. There are six blips. You can see the first three. There's the fourth is the same size as the first. And then the other two are smaller, but they're not much smaller than what, what could have been bullet shots. So there are six. They What they say, there are six shots that had happened. Wow. Yeah. So... Mm. Three of which came from Oswald, or at least three of the casings. Did. Yes. Yes. And yes. Um, so the here's another fact um, to help you guys' decision. The Chicago mob, the New Orleans mob, and the Miami mod all, mob all claimed the hit on JFK. Without, oh, right. without a doubt, they all said it. Um, there are multiple mob members in jail that have said that it was the CIA and that they were that the mob was working with the CIA. Um, and there are people in jail that have claimed to be the second shooter. I'm not sure what their credibility is, but you can grow, grow, I mean, take your own conclusions on it. Um, my stance and what I think actually happened, the CIA was working with the mob and they put this hit out on Kennedy killing him. Were there multiple shooters? Definitely because the bullet patterns... They don't make sense. What do you guys think? I think people... One does not simply go into jail, claim that they worked with the CIA to kill a president, and not apparently commit suicide. (laughs) That's... I don't know. Some reason, they. I think they should be dead. Or should have died. Yeah. Of course, not from their own fruition... Yeah. But I mean, and I mean it. It's. Um, I think they, you know, probably did happen. I do. You have convinced me that the CIA was, or at least you know, some form was behind it. Yeah. Um, especially because uh, what Lee Harvey Oswald, I think they they knew or he, that he was going to say something, or that if they wanted to get something out of him, they could have. Yeah. And so that's why they killed him. And then the other guy, they said, you know, probably thinking the same thing. Oh, the guy who killed him is like, oh, they could probably get something out of him mm-hmm. too. Let him, or let it, let's just kill him and then say, you know, that Lee Harvey Oswald was the only person. Which couldn't make sense. <laughs> and it's all, it's, you know, you said um, that he was with his brother and then that lady said, or, um, they yeah, I don't, I don't know anymore. what the relationship was, but I know that it was a politically charged climate and it was an exclusive after or 
yes, exclusive late night party before the mm-hmm. president was and, shot. And wasn't didn't later his brother got assassinated too, right? Uh, I know he was a he was a, uh, a candidate to be president, hmm. and um, he got shot too. I don't know how long later, but I do know he was assassinated. Um, but it would make sense that they didn't want to deal with either. But yeah, I know that. Understandable. I have a I have a few uh, points and questions, I suppose. Yes, go for it. So, I it makes sense that if the CIA did put out, uh, say, a reward or a bounty for killing JFK, that multiple mobs would respond with, "Oh yeah, that was me," because then they mm-hmm. would, you know, hopefully, hopefully they would be able to get the reward. Uh, but I, apart from that, I don't. Noah, do you have any reasoning as to why the CIA might want to do that, aside from a uh, politically charged climate? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the CIA was under the impression that um, Kennedy was going to disband the CIA. Hmm. Um, Kennedy was known for making a lot of big decisions. Mm-hmm. Whether they were rational or not, that's obviously up to you know, the, the listener or the person looking at this case, right. but Kennedy was known for making big decisions, um, on what he felt was best for the American public. One of which was, uh, either swapping out many CIA, uh, cabinet members and mm-hmm. leaders or just disbanding the whole thing altogether. And something that we know about the CIA is if the CIA wants you not to know something, you're not going to know it. And if they want you dead, you're going to be dead, and <laughs> nobody's going to know about it. I just looked it up. His brother was killed five years later mm-hmm. when he was a presidential candidate. Yeah. Wow. Well, I have a separate um, idea about the reasoning behind his assassination. Uh, my first uh, question is, who is in charge of the CIA? Uh, during the time? No, I mean, probably, I mean, the president would have authority over the leader, uh-huh. I would assume. And so, if it was the president's decision to assassinate the president, why would he do that? What if it was, like, when some guy in high power, just, you know, just below the top or something that kind of was, like, against the president? Mm-hmm. Well, and then decided that. Hold, hold on. Because you're assuming that my conclusion is it, it didn't happen. That's not my conclusion. Okay. Uh, the, if the president was to gain from his own assassination, they didn't kill the president. Clone? <laughs> so you're saying that he's still alive? I'm saying, uh, well, I mean, he might be dead now, but I think maybe 10, 15 years ago he was still alive. All right. So you're, you're proposing that, this, that the assassination didn't actually it's a happen. fake assassination? Well... There obviously was an assassination. Just not on the person we thought. It, he might not even have been a person. I don't know. Well, in, in the video, you see as <laughs> soon as his head hits that back seat and he's done, his wife immediately throws herself over him. And he... and Well, I so mean, that, that makes sense. <laughs> that supports your theory, but she's like, I don't want... She, they asked her, like, why did you do that? I didn't want anyone to see him like that. Like, that's not how I wanted him saw, like, remembered. Yeah. And so that completely supports your theory. Mm -hmm. And I've heard it before that he might not have actually died. But 
Then it goes to Andre's point, someone's out for the Kennedys, and because his brother gets shot. Huh. So, uh, where did he go? Right? That's mm-hmm. a viable question. Um, Cuba with Tupac. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was actually going to say Argentina with Hitler. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, it's an idea. Costa Rica, I've heard, is often the, the destination place for people who... Fake their death. Fake their death, yeah. Gotta get out, yeah. Hmm. You've convinced me. Uh, I'm I'm not convinced that JFK was assassinated. I'm convinced he instituted his own fake of death. Nice. But largely for the stuff that you've explained. Yeah. Cool. Uh, No, that doesn't explain why they would have wanted to kill Oswald. Because... He wouldn't have known, or just didn't have to know any more than anyone why the president was assassinated. That it wasn't the president, you know? Uh-huh. Unless he did know, and that's why only he out of the shooters was killed. Hmm. It's interesting to think about. Yeah. Um, those of you at home, I hope that you've been able to trek along this long. Um, we want to know what you think of these conspiracy theories, so let us know for sure. Right, and we will put a poll out probably before our next conspiracy theory episode. Yeah, for sure. We want to know what you guys will think, so I mean, look for those polls on the College Comrades Instagram. Um, we also want to know what your friends think, so you should tell them, hey, follow the College Comrades. They need, they need a sample. They need a data sample. <laughs> um, man, we are running long. Yeah. I love it. Uh, next week... On the podcast, mm. we will have my wife on. Um, and so I've asked Kai and Andre to write a list of questions about marriage, dating, engagement, stuff like that. I've asked them to write that down. Um, and I'm asking you guys, the listeners, to do so as well. Uh, there will be an interview time where you guys, where they can ask us questions, whether that be serious about marriage in general or whether that be... Or fake about marriage in general. Fake about marriage in general, or just, like, silly questions of, like, how often does Noah actually shit himself? So, <laughs> um, so we will see all of you, hear all of you. Uh, I guess we can't hear them either. You will see us. Yeah, well, they can't see us. You will hear us. <laughs> we, You guys will catch us next week um, on episode 26. But the question is, who will be throwing us? That's a conspiracy in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, tune in next time. Hear about the, the dome theory, the ice wall, and who will be throwing us when you catch us. Yes. See you guys next week. Bye-bye.